Did you know that Rocksteady, whilst making the game Batman Arkham Asylum, only had 40 employees working at the time? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy. And open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 145. My name's Gareth Crowley. I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Good evening, Gareth. How are you today? I'm oh, very good. I'm, I'm doubting it's, it's episode 145, but let's go with it anyway. Uh, it, was the, it was the emphasis you put on official that I, know. I really liked. I liked it. I liked a bit of officialness. Um, and on my virtual right is Mr. Richard Dobson. Hey, dear Richard. Hi, guys. Uh, it is episode 145, so Thank well God for Gareth. that. Thank God for that. I have one job. Yeah. Yes. Um, and on my virtual opposite is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, yes, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. Um, let's just start by talking about our weeks, as always. Darren, what have you been doing this week? What's been fun for you? So I'm going to steal Paul's thunder and uh, announce my own health update uh, in our semi-regular segment. So I had to go to the dentist. Um, uh, I went a few weeks ago and I had to go back and get a couple of fillings because I've not had a chance to go since before COVID because it's been emergency only. Um, so that was fun. Um, and then I had to go back yesterday to get one filed down a bit because it was just a bit too high. But um, yeah, 20 minutes of drills and <laughs> thinking about something else and, and, and then it was fine. It's not too bad. It's just thinking about it ahead makes me a bit anxious. So it's not my yeah. favourite thing. Um, and then at the weekend, we went pumpkin picking as well, which was nice. So once the rain stopped, Went to a little site about 20 minutes outside of Nottingham in the country and did some pumpkin picking, met some friends and had a had lunch at the pub. So it was nice. Oh, good. Um, when I went to the dentist this time last year, I had to have a tooth out. Um, they were training the uh, dental nurse. When oh, my goodness. And it was, it was hilarious because you just get going, uh, okay, just get the drill. No, oh. no, that's a spoon. That's a spoon. That's not a drill. <laughs> it's like that all, all the way through. It's very funny. Oh, I remember getting a... a, a a jab in school i think it was a tuberculosis jab and they had a crash mat when we went in and it was they had some student nurses going and they went oh how, how's your day been and then jabbed you in the arm and i was like oh, that's ah. brilliant. So, yeah puts me on edge yeah and they're learning yeah absolutely we're all gonna learn though we're all gonna learn true, um, true. richard how's your week been uh not particularly eventful um last week was mainly work 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 um but the week before, I think I mentioned last time I was on the podcast, I went to see, I was looking forward to seeing Alexis on fire and mm. uh, went to see them in uh, Manchester uh, on the Sunday and then again in Leeds. And uh, yeah, really, really good. Um, I think it's been the first time in a while I had a bit of post-gig depression because all I wanted to do after that, I was looking for where else they were playing, um, but it was Brixton and um, Brighton. And I was like... Just, just can't justify going down there but but the thought did occur to me but yeah very pleased to see them again um and that's it now i think they're in europe so it'll be a while before oh. i'm fortunate enough to see them again now 
I like that enthusiasm, Richard. I like you had a depression after you wanted to see him again. That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah any, I like that. any excuse to see him. Yeah. Um, Paul, have you uh, had that kind of excitement about seeing anything this week? Um, no, frankly. <laughs> Um, I'm just wondering now, if Darren's going to start taking over the health segment, does that mean I have to start going to the cinema and stuff and watching dodgy films? Yes. And I think have that's, a carvery. That, oh, God. No, no deal. No dice. I don't, I I don't like a carvery. That. I oh, hate a carvery. Oh, no. God, no. I don't want to go in there and choose the same meat as everybody else. I want to go in there and buy something different. Let's carvery find a carvery is, in Oxford. Let's not. Oh, Otherwise... Yeah. You know, right, fine, I'll stay at home then. Screw you guys. You just got to be in touch when you went out doing your shopping in person and now you're too good for a carvery. It's not too good for a carvery. I just don't like the idea of them. It's just, I mean, the carvery that I've been to in Nottingham, it's very much a case of go up and serve yourself. And it's just like, yeah, but I don't want other people touching my potatoes Mm. and stuff. You know, it's just... I'm with you, you know, Paul. Co- coughing them, sneezing on them and I'm stuff, you, you know. I'm with you. you, you oh. live, yeah. I was going to say, you live in Nottingham, Darren. You know what the people are yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no judgment. Also, it's not, It's as I said before, it's not 1987. It's right. not, but sometimes I wish it was. <laughs> uh, God, Paul, has you... I'd have been, hang on, I'd have been 14 years old. Right. I wish it were 1987 as well. Right. <laughs> yes, sorry, go on. How's your week? Um... Rubbish. Oh, Thanks. Good. Thank you very much. <laughs> good. Next. Um, I've got one recommendation. Well, kind of recommendation. Um, I watched a Netflix series called The Midnight Club. And The Midnight Club is by the, the people who made um, Ooh, Haunted. Midnight Mass. Yeah, Midnight Mass, the last thing yes, they've done. So it has some of the same actors in. It's really good. It's worth watching. It's, it's quite more of a teen drama y type feel to it. I think it's kind of aiming. That kind of thing, but actually, it's a really nice little story. These group of teens who have all got um, terminal illnesses are all in this house, and they meet up where they are in this sort of like almost like a hospice, but a very grand hospice. They meet up um, at midnight every night and tell each other a story, a horror story, and then it's about those stories and about how and, and what's going on in the real life. It's good. It's, it's really good. It doesn't quite nail it at the end, but it's good. It's good. It does a it does a good job. And some good performances. And some nice does it shop. feature? Sorry, does it feature any sort of ridiculously powerful Japanese cars racing through tunnels? No. Then it's not proper Midnight Club, and I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> they should do a revival of that, shouldn't they? Really, Midnight they should Club. do yeah. Wangan racing and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. It was all. It was Rocksteady, wasn't it? Who did the? Uh, I think it was Rock, Rockstar. Games. Rockstar. Rockstar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Rock something. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, definitely. I think that's more exciting than terminally right. ill teens telling each other depressing stories. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you heard it from Paul. Um, good. Let's do that games. Let's go straight into games. What games have we been playing this week? It's getting it's still quite busy. Um, let's start with uh, Paul. Let's start with you, the first one. Let's start with me. I have been playing an absolutely dreadful game. And, you know, anybody who wants to say thanks, Paul, for playing that game so that I don't have to, those sort of things will be uh, gratefully received. Um, The game I'm playing is called 41 Hours. And I can't even remember who it's by, but it's a kind of first-person shooter mixed with a graphical novel. 
and neither bit of it works. Um, <laughs> the controls are dreadful. The story is just turgid and awful. Um, and, yeah, very much not enjoying it. So look out for a scathing review oh. coming soon. Well, so, so it's a first-person shooter, is it? It's a first-person shooter, and as far as I can understand, it's like the end of the world. You've got an android with you who can turn invisible, and you can send her off, and she blows herself up and kills people, but then comes back to life. So, And then there's shooting, but the main way of killing the enemies is by running up to them and sliding and Ooh. if you slide and manage to hit the enemy, they die. Of course, you're trying to sprint at them across open ground when they're stood there with guns in your hands. So the chances of actually getting to one of them and sliding into them without them seeing is somewhat slim. Um, it, it just really doesn't work on any kind of level. So, yeah, it's it's not going to be a, a, a fun review to write. No. Yeah, so we've gone from last week where we had five out of five games to this week where we've got bottom of the barrel games. <laughs> oh, dear. oh no! Well, hopefully Richard can pick us up with his first game. What have you got, Richard? Uh, my first one's PGA Tour Two K Twenty Three. Oh, sorry about that. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, That's Richard. Bad. I do like it. I know. I'm joking. I'm being I'm facetious. Quite, I'm quite looking forward to this. Being facetious, Richard. Tell us how good it is. Uh, well, it's pretty good. I think the review's just gone live. I give it three and a half stars. Um, it's very similar to the one that came out a couple of years ago. I don't think they've really changed much in terms of the main career mode. They've added a few new features in, such as female golfers and, and this thing called Top Golf, which is like a basically it's a golf version of a bowling alley. So you get like a driving range and then there's targets to hit and you score points and stuff like that so it's more of like a social thing but the the, the new additions are a bit shallow um after after i'd played top golf a couple of times online against some people i was pretty much done with it i was more interested in, in going through the career mode um and they've added a new swing feature in which is painful to 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 even try and use so I stuck to the traditional method, but I was having a lot of fun with it. Um, once you once you're on the the golf course, it's it's pretty good. I think there's um there's a few licensed courses, but there's still quite a few missing because I think uh, EA have got their own version coming out in a few months um, that will have the majority of the licensed courses on there anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, if you if you like a golf game, I, th I think I think it's worth picking up. It'll probably be on sale in in Black Friday in a few weeks, um, so so maybe maybe pick it up then if you're interested. Or I do think I do think the the EA Sports one's got the potential to be a lot better. Oh really? So maybe wait for that one. Right. There hasn't been a spectacular golf game, is it, for a while? That's kind of got people really excited. Yeah, I mean, it? I think it, I think it's been nearly ten years since uh, EA decided to get rid of Tiger Woods and put Rory McIlroy on the cover for a few. Mm. Um, but then the, in terms of actual PGA licensed games, there's not been, there's been a couple from this uh, team, the team that did, they started off with the golf club and the emphasis on that was creating golf, your own golf courses. And that's still a mm. factor in this one, but there's much less of an emphasis on that now. 
now that 2K have got their hands on it and put a load of NBA basketball players in there as well. Right. Okay. What, in a golf game? Yeah, yeah, you can play as Michael Jordan and Steph Curry if you if you really want oh. to. Uh, are they any good at golf? Do, well, are we are we going to Steve Rory McIlroy dunking? <laughs> in the next I think NBA it was interchangeable like that, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but wow. yeah, there is there is some crossover. Good, good, friends. <laughs> good PGA Tour. Is it? Did you? And it's on. You can play it online as well with friends. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the career mode. I think uh, you might be able to do the career mode locally, right? Um, but then you can you can pick any golf course and play it online, or download any that have been created and play those with friends anyway. Good. Okay. Good. Another golf game. Maybe one day I'll go back. Maybe one day. Um, Darren, what have you got? Uh, so my game I'm currently reviewing is called Batora Lost Haven. So it's published by the uh, Team 17 folks. So that always um, gives me optimism going in. Uh, it's quite good, to be fair. So it's a kind of like an action RPG adventure, uh, top-down kind of view. So you are um, you play as a, a, a young girl and a friend who are kind of exploring what's left of Earth after some sort of seismic event. Um, and Earth's been disproportionately affected compared to other planets around the, the galaxy. So she's imbued with these powers and you can go across two phases, so physical abilities and mental abilities, and you get different attacks and different skills and you can phase between each state. But you've also got to kind of manage your health bar um, in each state and different enemies have different types and they can only do mental or physical damage to you, etc., etc. So that's the kind of hook uh, with it. But it's... Um, it takes you to uh, different planets pretty much straight away, actually. So it kind of gets going quite quickly once you've got the tutorial out of the way. So it's quite a slow start. It's one of those where you'll do something, it takes you something, you do it, and then there's a bit of a cutscene or a bit of dialogue and so on and so on. So it's a bit sluggish at first, and it, it takes a while to open up and show the depth of its complexity because you can attach runes and you can customize different loadouts and all sorts of different bits and bobs, but you've got to play for a couple of hours before you get there. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's good and it's re- it looks brilliant. Like it's a really, really nice kind of comic book cell shader type of type of style they've gone for. It does look great. Um, but at the moment, I'm enjoying it, but I'm a bit, I'm left a bit like, well, what else have you got to show me? So um, I've got to put some more, some more time into it, but I'm, I'm currently reviewing it. But uh, yeah, it's worth checking out, but you'll know after the first two or three hours, really, whether it's, whether it's one for you or not. They do good. They do really interesting games, Team 17, don't they? They do yeah, some kind do. of interesting, but I know what you mean. Sometimes you, like, it does feel like, what else have you got after a while with some of these games? Are really, they make games for gamers, don't they? Rather than they do. people like I, me. I reviewed, <laughs> I reviewed Epic Chef a few months ago, uh, and that was published by Team Seventeen, I think. And that was similar, but it was like a action adventure sim with cooking and a bit of farming. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it was labour intensive, like it, the hours. Mm. Yeah, there's a market for those games, and they're well made, and they look good, and it's polished. So yeah, I think it'll. Have, appeal to a certain crowd for sure good good i'm going to talk about a game some of you might have heard um gotham knights i reviewed Ooh, yes. last week um i'm the only one who liked it 
<laughs> and someone had commented on my review said, it's a good game. I like it. Um, yeah, Gotham Knights. It's, uh, I think it got some sort of average reviews, didn't it? Really sort of average. People didn't like it. Um, people don't know about Gotham Knights. You play as uh, Robin, Red Hood, Batgirl, and uh, the other one. <laughs> and... Uh, and Nightwing and Batman's dead and you've got to go on a journey around Gotham it's like an open world Gotham you have to go around and um, follow the story of what happened to Batman and why it happened to him and it involves a court of owls and some of the kind of most famous villains like Penguin Harley Quinn um, and generally every night you start thing in a belfry which is this, that, that base and then that's your little base and then you go off every night and then you have a sort of open Gotham world and you can sort of pick, you can just literally just pick up side missions if you want to, sort of like gangs of people. Sometimes you interrogate them, that will lead you clues to what to do next. But mainly then you follow sort of the main boss missions, really, which lead to kind of that's the narrative adventure. But there's also lots of things to do, little secrets to find in Gotham. And one of the things I really like, I think Gotham, I think Gotham looked good. It's not, it, strangely enough, this game reminds me of Saints Row, one that came out in August. Has a I very, thought you were going to say that. Yeah, it has a very similar thing. I had a, it was Saints Row. I had a lot of fun with Saints Row in the end. And mm. But again, it's not that the world's good, but it's not fully, it doesn't feel that, it's not a GTA kind of world where it's a lot that alive. Um, it, it has some great details that I like visually. I think the kind of look of it looks great. Um, you can kind of traverse around it using the kind of grapple, or you can go on the bat bike um, <laughs> on the floor. And the bat bike's very funny. They use this weird kind of like um, thing when they do motion blur. It looks like you're going fast, but you're not going fast at all. It's just like a little tank thing going around. And that's not so great. But, but when, you, when you look at the sort of like the detail in the towns, there's a lovely little detail I really like with each, they've got different shops. But each shop is not like a cuff-made shop. It's all like really kind of specialised arty shops or like a coffee <laughs> shop. It's really nice little bits of detail. And I think, the person, I think the combat's really fun. I played it with Neil. We played together. We did a bit of online together. And we really enjoyed the combat. It's really fast and furious. It's like, has some of that, those old mm. rock steady mechanics when you're sort of like using stealth where you can go up high and you can do takedowns. Um I think generally from speaking to people, a lot of reviewers as well have played this in twos, in multiplayer, and I've played most of it on my own. And I think I'm having a better time on my own than, than people who are in twos, from the sound of it. Because I think when you're playing twos, it doesn't kind of gel up. Like sometimes it doesn't when a duo, when you, you're sort of waiting for the other one to catch up, for example, or a cutscene to catch up with that. Like when you go into a cutscene, it's only showing one of you rather than both of you. So it takes away that kind of narrative journey of the whole thing, if that makes sense. And what I quite like is like when you go to the Belfry, I can swap between the four characters all the time. Um, so I'm not committed to one character at a time. I'm, I'm just using it. And, 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 the, and the story is literally about those four characters and how they go on. Some of the dialogue is quite cheesy. It's very comic booky, but quite cheesy. And some of the voice acting is a similar thing. Mm. Um, but it is... Yeah, it's good. It's 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 some DC world. I like the world. If you're a DC fan, there's lots of things to see and the villains and lots of little collectibles and it's. But it, yeah, Saints it has that Saints Row feel to it to me. It's not what the best you... game. It's a good. It's a really good game. A good. Sorry, game. Gareth. Yeah, go on. What did you give it? I gave it a four. Words? 
Yeah, because I think, like Saints Row, it really divided opinion, didn't it, mm. on the review scores? Yeah. Uh, Ryan's enjoying it. He's playing it. He's really yeah. enjoying his time with it. Yeah. I think it's one of those games that everyone wanted to hate before it came out as well. Mm. I think that's affected yeah, the yeah. reviews. I don't know what you're talking about. There <laughs> <laughs> <Here> he is. <laughs> but I think I think that generally was the feeling. It's, it's not Batman. We're not. It's not rock. It's not Rocksteady. You know, it generally that affected. Mm. But if I think if you were just if this came from nowhere. It, I think it might have done a little bit better. Yeah. Sorry. Is it one for me, Gareth? I think you. I think you'll be all right with it. I think you'll have a, quite fun with it. I think you and your boy I think it'll be quite good fun. Mm. But I got, I got a feeling it's going to die a death, and you'll be able to pick it up very cheaply by Christmas. That sounds like a good plan. So I think you, yeah, the two of you would have a good fun. I think. Because um, mm. the combat feels good. Ask Neil. Neil had a little play with it. He enjoyed himself. So it's yeah, the, the combat. And if you're into collecting everything and doing everything, there's lots to find and secrets and things like that. So and if um, you're into peeping into windows and stuff, yeah, like if you look at shops, that's what I like. I like looking at shops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only man in the world who based is the gamer score on how good the shops are yeah, exactly. in the game. Yeah, I love that. I think, I think there's more of that. I think we need more, more of that. More of that, yeah, exactly. Detail. The detail. Yeah, I really I enjoyed it. And I'm still playing it. So it's I'm not suddenly done the review and gone, that's enough. I'm still going back. So yeah, yeah good. Gotham Knights. Um let's go to our second game. What's your second final game? Let's go with Paul. What is it better than forty one hours? Um well, yes, I have a variety of games I can talk about. Just a, uh, num- number number one, just one, I just want to mention. No, no, no. We've got, got time. We've got all the time in the world. Yeah, we've got time. I've got no pressing. You wasted time that game. Sorry. Uh, first of all, I want to mention Persona 5 Royal. Still playing that. If you haven't played that yet on Game Pass, go and do it. Um, I'm also playing Horizon Zero Dawn, finally getting into that and quite enjoying that. Aloy's turning into a bit of a badass now, and she's pretty cool. Um, But the last game I'm going to talk about properly is called The Last Ori Crew. And it's like a Souls-type game, um, which, as you know, I'm, I'm a fan of that kind of genre. So very much the... For some reasons that will become apparent we're immortal and can uh, can't die despite the fact that we can die we then just come back to life um but the the big selling point the big hook for me is that you can play the entire campaign in co-op so -hmm. you can have people with you the same person rather than just summoning random people in like you would do in elden ring say Hmm. you can sit down with a friend and play through the entire game, which is quite nice. Hmm. I mean, the combat's a bit ropey. The graphics are a bit meh. Um, I spent a a very amusing five minutes walking through a door that I'd opened, (laughs) but then actually walking physically through the wooden door, (laughs) which was quite good fun, because once the door opens, apparently the game thinks it doesn't exist anymore, so that was amusing. Um but other than that, you know, it's it's very much some souls like, but nowhere near as good. Oh. So there you go. Again, a review will be upcoming for yeah. our avid readers. I don't think I want to play that, but there you go. <laughs> oh, I was hoping I could get you a second code and you can assist <laughs> as, me with the review. <laughs> a, a souls game, but not as good. Well, 
yeah, Souls game, but quite easy and not as good. Good. Okay. Uh, Richard, you've got something better than that. I have. Uh, I did the review for the Xbox Series X version of Dark Pictures Man of Medan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is now my fourth playthrough of the Man of Medan on, on various different systems. Um and yeah, still really enjoying it. This was the first time I managed to ha- actually save everyone as well, so I was pretty chuffed with myself on that. Um, planning to now go back and do a, a death run and make sure everyone dies, <laughs> which is even more fun. Great. But yeah, um, for those that don't know, it's like a interactive horror film game thing. Um, this one's set mainly on a an abandoned ship from World War Two, and you're trying to almost piece together what's gone on. And I, and I really enjoy Man of Medan. I think how the story is told, and 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 then when you you start figuring things out, is uh better than any of the other Dark Pictures games. I really like the the mystery surrounding Man of Medan. Mm. Um, and then and then it almost lends itself to playing it again straight after, because then you can you because you know. The mystery around it you can go in with more knowledge and sort of play a, a bit better if you see what i mean make different mm. decisions um so yeah um really really good game and uh, i didn't get to find the new chapter uh this time around i'm not, still not sure exactly how to do that but they've, since they've updated it, they've added a new chapter in right which uh from what i saw afterwards almost causes the ship to completely set on fire and oh. become a shipwreck oh. spoiler yeah, ma- yeah man of, man of... spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> that, sorry that's that's one of the ways there's, there's still five or six different endings that you yeah. can get um, nice. but yeah man of medan man of medan really recommend it good um darren what's your last game uh so i'm catching up on review code but i have found a bit of time to play and go back into the halo infinite multiplayer something i wasn't really expecting to do so but i just kind of fired it up for half an hour and forgot about how good it was really like as much as my lukewarm reception was for the main campaign the multiplayer I i still think it's really really strong it's probably the best time i've had since halo 3 in terms of halo multiplayer uh they've also since the beginning they've also improved the there was uh criticism around the very slow grinding of leveling up your, your battle pass and earning hardly any experience points and how your score doesn't translate at all to how many experience points you earn it's all about challenges and stuff so they've made that a little bit easier a little bit faster to progress and they've also added options to kind of choose specific modes to play whereas as before there was only three or four umbrella terms and you could be chucked into any match you didn't really have a say so yeah um nothing much new to report really apart from really enjoying it um and i'm looking forward to the update that's coming around co-op as well uh, and some other multiplayer bits and bobs but for me the multiplayer is, is the stronger half for halo infinite versus the campaign for sure mm. youtube uh, paul and uh, richard you play the halo Boy, you don't like nope. Halo, do you? I Richard? don't like Halo. Yeah, Richard? Yeah, yeah, I played most of the campaign, but I'm in agreement with Darren. I think the, I played a lot of the multiplayer at launch. 
uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. I might might go back into it with this next update. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to go. I was terrible at it. I just can't. I can't do that game. <laughs> the multiplayer. I can do the campaign, but for some reason, I'm just like absolutely just a jumping. Everyone just seems to be jumping everywhere. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> Too old for this. Too old for jumping. <laughs> um, um, good. Now I went last week, and I think we mentioned it to um, Supermassive Games. Creates of the Man of Medan, as Richard just talked about, and the Dark Pictures Anthology. And I went to their new studios in Guildford, and I got to have a bit of time with their new game, which is coming out mid-November, maybe the 18th of November, uh, The Devil in Me. And um, before I start spouting the panel, why don't we have, I had an interview with the creative director of this, and um, maybe we can have a little listen now. Yeah, my name's Tom Heaton, and I'm the game director on The Devil and Me. Brilliant. And could you give me your uh, description of The Devil and Me? What's the inspiration behind it? Um, So, we're always looking for some sort of real-world myth or legend or historical fact for Dark Pictures game, because it gives us a kind of grounding, uh, and it gives us a starting-off point. Uh, for The Devil in Me, it is the American serial killer H.H. H. Holmes, who's often called the first American serial killer, who was active in Chicago in the 1890s. Do you want me to tell you hotel stuff? Yeah. I love this stuff. Hotel stuff. So, um, he, um, in 1890s Chicago, in 1893, I think, um, there was the, the Columbian World's Fair Exposition, which was a huge exhibition um, in Chicago, in the park in Chicago, and they built pavilions representing all the different continents of the earth. And it was a massive event that got people coming in from all over America and all over the world. And H.H. Holmes built a hotel to cater for these hordes of people. Um, and he murdered them. That's what, that's what happened inside the hotel. Uh, when he was apprehended, finally, he had all sorts of money-making schemes, but when he was apprehended, they found this hotel was bizarre in its construction with uh, corridors that doubled back on themselves and ended in dead ends and uh, were generally had a very, very confusing layout. There were moving walls. Um, there were doors that you opened and they were bricked up. Um, there were rooms that were completely sealed and dark. There were rooms that had exposed gas pipes. Uh, there were trap doors with chutes going down to a cellar where there were acid baths and lime pits. Uh, the suggestion was that uh, Holmes was was chopping up the bodies and selling them back to medical schools. Um, and yet it seems that uh, Holmes was trying to confuse and disorientate his victims and then would kill them in inventive and uh, experimental ways, as if we don't know if he was trying to hone his craft or if he was just curious, we don't know. He, um, he confessed to 27 murders. He was caught, he was tried, he, was co- he confessed to 27 murders. Um, and he was hanged and just to give you a bit more detail I didn't, I didn't have him there he, he requested of the judge that his body be entombed in concrete so that his spirit couldn't get out and murder again and they did it uh, and in fact they exhumed the body in, in the 1990s I think and they, they found the body and his moustache was still there there's photographs <laughs> of it on the internet Um, So it's an incredible story. Um, At his trial, he said to the judge, um, uh, I was born with the devil in me, and 
I could no more stop being a murderer than a poet could could stop the urge to sing. The words to that effect. So yeah, incredible personality and horrific, obviously, but he was inventive. He was very clever. Um, he was very, very charming. He was handsome. Um, so he's a great kind of personality to build around. And the location, this hotel, this huge hotel, with its twisting, winding corridors and its tricks and its traps, is just a really good place to set a horror game and let a player experience. Which you've done. You made this game inspired by this. So what's the setup of this? Uh... So the setup is, is in the modern day. We have a production, a TV production company called Lonnie Entertainment, a very small outfit, who are making a series called Architects of Murder about American serial killers. They've got to the final episode of, uh, uh, of season one and they need it to be good. It's going to be about H.H. Holmes, but they've run out of money. They, 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 they never had much to start with. They've used it all on the other episodes and they haven't got much inspiration. H.H. Holmes might be great inspiration for a game, but for, but for a documentary, there's no one they can interview. There's no victims that they can go and stick a microphone in their face and, and get the sob story. There's, there's, there's no cops. There's nothing. They've got nothing. Even the building he worked in has been knocked down, burnt down, actually. Um, so they're, they're a little bit desperate. Um, and we actually, we opened up on them, looking at the rushes of the shooting and just kind of shaking their heads. Then they get a call out of the, out of the blue from someone called Grantham Demet, who says that he owns a hotel that was built, is a partial replica of H.H. Holmes' hotel. It was built by a relative of his who was a kind of serial killer junkie before serial killer junkies even existed. Um, and uh, he, he, has, he has a number of terms and conditions. He's, he's reclusive. He wants to guard his privacy, but they agree to everything. He drives them off in or he sends off a, a limo to pick them up and they have to hand over their phones. Uh, and he shows them this hotel. He gets on an island. He kind of takes them across the island. And when they get there, it's perfect. They think, wow, this is actually just what we needed. We're going to get some great footage. We're going to just so atmospheric. Um, location for our uh, documentary but it turns out the hotel is a replica of H.H. Holmes Hotel in more ways than one. And you've got a brilliant cast as always in the Dark Anthology. Can I ask about the cast first of all? Sure. How do you, when you start a game like this, do you, you you cast your actors, do you work with, how long do you work with them on the script? Do you work with them in motion capture? Um, We no, we cast them after we've written the script. It's a very kind of film-like process, actually. We have quite a long pre-production where we all work out the story and the setting and everything that happens. Because our games are so branching, we have to... There's a lot of detailed work up front where we have to work out all that branching. You can't do it later. You have to do it first. So we get the story, the branching, the characters all in place. Then we'll, we will work on the script. We wrote the script with Seth M. Sherwood, who's... Uh, worked on Hellfest and the uh, the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. Very good, very very good horror writer. Um, and as, just as we're coming to the end of the script, we we start the casting process. Uh, we have a Hollywood style process. We work with the casting director because of, this was in the middle of COVID. We would normally we previously we've gone over to either Canada or LA to do mm-hmm. filming, but this was all done in London. Um, but yeah, we had we we just we got put a great cast together. Um, it, it's great. Um, the headlines are obviously Jesse Buckley as Kate, uh, Oscar nominee and BAFTA nominee, and just fantastic actress. Uh, who who's you know 
in, in a load of stuff right now, really making a name for herself. Um, Paul Kay, who people know from Game of Thrones and uh, Afterlife and uh, Dennis Pennis, if they're old enough to remember yeah. that. Um, who's also fantastic, but right the cast right the way through uh, is really good. In terms of how we work with them, um, we have a performance director called Leet Collins, who's from the world of theatre and, and TV, uh, who now works with us. Um, she's fantastic. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a fairly rapid shooting process. We have a rehearsal period. Uh, we will do read-throughs, just get a feel for the scripts and rehearsal. Um, then, then we're on, on sets, we, we, we get head cameras on, we're getting all the facial stuff. We're experimenting with what they call PCAP, performance capture, which is capturing the whole thing, so they wear suits as well. So we did a little bit of that. Sometimes we do the mocap separately with, with a different team. Um, but the aim is to, you know, when we're getting really, really world-class actors, is to make sure we get those world-class performances. So everything is geared towards, can we get that, that performance and get it onto the screen? That's, that's everything for us. Mm. And in the game itself, you've got some new features yep. from the other previous three. Can you want to yeah. talk about that a bit? Yeah, so um, we're always looking to um, add to the feature set of the games. Every time we do a new Dark Features game, there's always a question about what can we add to it. Uh, we've got a lot this time. We've really got a load of new features. One of them is um, enhancing our exploration. So we've always created uh, these wonderful environments, very detailed, creepy, scary environments full of kind of uh, horror references and uh, moody moodiness, really. Um, but we're giving players the ability to uh, control a lot more of how they move through those environments. So they can. There's a whole suite of new exploration actions. They can jump and vault and climb things. They can crouch and crawl under things. They can squeeze through gaps, shimmy across ledges, balance across beams. The idea being, you know, we, we just we're keeping the player more involved. We're giving them more to do. They'll be able to find uh, secret areas of the level or challenge themselves to get to specific areas um, and just generally have more agency while they're exploring. Also, they'll be able to run around instead of just walking when they're exploring, so they can take things at their own pace a little bit. And we've put in the hide feature, so if, if a threat is present and there's a hiding place available, you can hide, if you get there in time, you can hide and uh, avoid being discovered. So yeah, um, exploration is, is, has had a whole bunch of work done on it. We've added an inventory with uh, tools that characters can use. So each of the characters has um, a tool associated with their role in the company, but they also have other tools as well. They can use those sometimes during exploration, sometimes at specific points in the game, uh, sometimes during interactions. Um, they can find new tools. They can lose the tools or upgrade them. Sometimes they get broken. So, um, so yeah, I've kind of run out of that. So, um, <laughs> no, the tools fit yeah. the brain. You know, we have all yeah. our branching structure. The tools can kind of open up new branches. So, um, yeah, the quite big new feature. Uh, the the interface is light. We don't want um, we don't want players to be distracted by the interface. We don't want them to do a load of inventory management. It's not about saying mm. I want this or I have to lose that. It's it's much much more stripped down and streamlined because we're still aiming for a cinematic experience. And finally, we've added a bunch of puzzles to the game. Fit, it fits well with the theme of this this hotel full of tricks and traps. It's things like fixing up 
antique fuse boxes that you can find, or there's environmental puzzles where you have to push and pull things around the level, find new routes through the environment. There's, sometimes there's codes and key codes to allow you to get further into the world. Um, there's sometimes the setups like escape rooms and there's mazes. Um, again, not really super difficult. We don't want it, it to become a puzzle game. We don't want anyone to get stuck for too long, but it's adding a bit of texture to the gameplay. Have you ever done an escape room? So. I have done an escape room, How'd yes. you get on? Uh, well, we got out, yes. They didn't have to let us out. <laughs> it was, that was on a super massive away day. We may have had a few drinks before we did it, actually. The best way. <laughs> and just the last question. So this is the end of season one yep. of the Dark Anthology. Yep. Um, have you got... I mean, I think originally when we... I kind of went to the Man and Madame yep. back in the time at the, on the ship of yep. the presentation, that was the, the idea was going to be nine of them, I think, at that point. Is that still the... Is it, is it looking in the future? Um, we've always talked about eight. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's going to be a season two. So the, 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 the plan was always eight, actually, but eight and then maybe more if, if it's going well, which, which it is. Um, so... Yeah, the uh, games in season two are already in development. Game five is already well underway. Uh, game six, um, uh, yep, is in the concept stage, and game seven has literally just started. So we make them kind of in, a, in that staggered way. It's definitely coming. Obviously, I can't no. give many details about it, but it's going to be great. It's full of exciting ideas. Um, people should look forward to it because I am as well. We're really excited about playing it, Tom. It's coming out. When is it coming out again? Eighteenth uh, of November in exactly one month's time. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Today. Brilliant. Thank you. There you go. He's a nice bloke. I liked him a lot. He's very clear. He had to do that pitch quite a lot. What do you? What do you? With Richard, let's go to you because you're 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 the you're the super massive person as well as me. Are you excited by that premise? I am. I was very jealous that he got to go to this as well but from 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 what he was saying uh everything's sounding very positive for this final one in series one and and then the fact that they've already started work on season two means that it might not be as long away as i initially thought as well well it's, it's sound for that interview did, did you say i think number number five's first one of season is done nearly or it's on its way nearly done and mm-hmm. the season and the six is in production so yeah they're really on the on the ball with this aren't they um, yeah so i got to play um an hour and five of the about an hour and ten of the game on the little screen so I, I got in, put into the game sort of like maybe just after the, the sort of prologue and that one they're arriving at the hotel I'm not going to talk about what happens because it'll spoil it but so I got to experience the things he was talking about um, the performances the kind of like um, the new bits of the inventory the, the sort of action bits about moving objects around like very kind of basic that kind of like you get something move it to get you onto that level and sort of some of the puzzle solving and some of the escape room kind of um, situations and and also those decisions of making who dies and you know I, I, I made a very kind of in that build of like someone definitely could have died in that hour <laughs> somehow I, I got them through that um, but I'm thinking oh that person's would have gone then definitely but yeah um, but I really enjoy myself it, it's I mean it's 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 much of the same in the sense of in the dark pictures anthology it feels very familiar you know, with your decision making, you're sort of like with your right stick, um, with that little compass arrow go by. You're finding secrets, you're finding the premonitions. Um, but it's, you know, I think me and Richard are, are big fans of it, and it's that it's not a bad thing. It's the same. It's like, you know, 
watching another episode in the series, which is the whole point of it, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, I like how each each game's a different setting and a different horror trope as well, and seeing the trademark names for some of the stuff that's coming up. I think there's sci-fi ones and all sorts to mm. be still explored. So, yeah, I, I do really. It's an anthology in it, so I, yeah. Yeah. Um, Paul, Darren, any questions you've got? Um, it, for somebody who's never played a one of these games um where would you suggest starting is there any kind of order you should play them in well man Man and madan is the first one of this anthology but they're all i think that might be a good one to start with actually do they stand alone though or do you have to they do there's a kind of one there's a there's a character that appears and i think you could play them on the road but there's a character that appears called what's he called richard the the curator the curator yeah he's sort of like is a storyteller that joins them all together um, okay. and it, do you know which one I think you'd like, Paul? I think you'd like House of Ashes best. Oh yeah, yeah. Why, why, why do you say that, Richard? <laughs> this army people I mean, I and shooting. I don't, I, yeah. <laughs> so there's shooting. Is there aliens in it? <laughs> aliens fighting. I mean, I don't want to say yes or no, but uh. <clears throat> dear, oh dear. I do love being pigeonholed. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, do you start with the man and me dance? Here you get on. Yeah, there's a lot of story, um, Paul. I know I mean, you like, like stories. The, I, I do love a story. Mm, um, yeah. I do like the sound of this one that you went and chatted to this bloke about. Yeah, it's really good. You know, the, the whole hotel mm. layout thing sounds really interesting. Mm. So yeah, I was. Uh, I, I may give them a try give, if I ever get out from under this mountain of review code. Yeah. <laughs> um. Good. Let's um, briefly talk about some news this week. Uh, some announcements are happening. Um, let's talk about something Richard and Darren are big fans of that happened yesterday, which was the Age of Empires 25th anniversary broadcast. Richard, what what happened? What, what, what was the exciting news? Uh, Age of Empires 2, the best one, and Correct. Age of Empires 4 are both coming to consoles next year. Wow. Um, is Age of Empires 4 the one that came out on PC on Game Pass recently? Yes, yes. Like yeah. 12, 18 months ago. Right, okay, good. So we've talked about it on the podcast thinking they've got to bring it out on console, and they finally Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are the dates? When are they coming out? Uh, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition is the end of January. Uh, next year so not not too far to wait for that one but then age of empires 4 has not been specified it just says later next year oh okay but if i'm being honest i'm more excited for age of empires 2 definitive edition anyway i don't know about richard i remember i was never a pc gamer when i was younger because i could never afford a good pc but this is one of the games that i've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours playing and it needed next to nothing under the hood to run it and i got the definitive edition a few years ago on steam and um oh it's just brilliant it's just one of the best examples of a real-time strategy game i can remember playing i absolutely love it so i'm really really excited to play this on on. i just hope they get the controls right but i'm sure they will because they realize how much it means to fans and they're aware i think they were tweeting aaron greenberg was tweeting oh you've all been waiting for this one so i'm sure that they'll they'll get it right for us Okay. See, I'm a little different with it. So I 
I was similar to Darren. I never had the opportunity to play it on PC apart from at a friend's house one time. But I picked up the PS2 version of Age of Empires 2. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So I've only ever played this game on, on a console. Ah, interesting. I can't remember how the controls felt, but I think when I was younger, it it, it never made a difference really to me. Mm. Okay, I I'm I want to play Age of Empires Four because they've got those little videos about history, <laughs> which which which, <laughs> oh, no. which Paul could Paul would say you yeah. could just watch YouTube, and he's quite exactly. right. He's quite yeah. right. It's the Although, same. you know the amount of games that you play with FMV in it, I mean. I don't think that you can really complain too much. <laughs> um, Paul, you're excited about this game. <laughs> no, not at all. Next. Um, it, Command yeah. and Conquer is where it starts and finishes for me, playing uh, strategy games on the PC. Um, never been interested in Age of Empires. Couldn't, well, uh, yeah, couldn't really care less, to be honest. Um, right. I watched all the excitement building in the group chat um, was right there with the party poppers ready, and then it was like, "Yeah, you can play this game from a million years ago that was on the PlayStation 2. Yay, great! Uh, no, not not bothered. <laughs> but Richard, oh. he's broken the party. Richard, was there anything else that excited you from that anniversary? Was that the major point? I mean, that was the major thing. Uh, Age of Mythology getting also a the definitive treatment. Um, yes. And then Microsoft announced an Age of Empires mobile, which is sort of... (laughs) Almost compulsory at this stage, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the big things they're trying to get the Activision Blizzard deal through as well, is to branch out into mobile. So I think this is them. Although they've dabbled with Age of Empires on on mobile before, and it's not really worked. But Mm. it's a thing. Yeah. We've also had uh, Anno... 1800, which is that another kind of strategy game, isn't it? It's coming to Series X, look of a testing at the moment, is that right? Yeah, uh, I know is a Ubisoft series, a city builder thing. Mm. Um, and I think each game in the series is set in a different time period, but they've gone from almost BC times up till futuristic times. And this the one that's coming to Xbox Series X is I know 1800. Um, but I just I've never I've never played one, but I'm excited for it because I think seeing some of these cities that get built and just the design and architecture mm. looks absolutely stunning. So I'm intrigued to see how this this works on uh, Xbox as well. I've I've signed up for the testing, but we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, that's exciting. It's exciting that new games are coming. Well, you know, I mean, this year we had uh, what was the game that I reviewed? Crusader Kings. That was the big xbox yeah. one i think and that was good oh yeah so I really enjoyed that. That. that was very good i don't think many people have played it but it is of a certain market it's good to see those high-end heavy strategy games coming over to pc and it can work Perfect. like mm. two-point yep. hospital and two-point campus works really well yeah. in terms of controls on on a console so yeah. it can be done yeah. these days so um, yeah I, i'm very excited um paul i'm not forgetting you let's talk about <laughs> you what you think um <laughs> Have you, have you got a football game to talk about? They're my favourite too. <laughs> no, we have got um, Wulong Fallen Dynasties got a release date Ooh, in March. Yeah. And that's something you're very interested in. Isn't it? I I do like the look of that. That uh, 
looks quite exciting. And it's coming to Game Pass at launch as well, which is uh, another thing that cheered me up. But yeah, I saw where, I, th- I can't remember when it was. It was at one of the shows, wasn't it? Mm. They showed footage of this. And it looked very impressive. I mean, it's coming from Ninja Theory. They make very good games anyway. Um, I still remember playing uh, Odyssey, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Mm. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, a very good game. It was a cracking game. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what they can do with it. It's a style I like. It's an era that I like in set in Japan like that. And, uh, yeah, it's a team I like that making it. So... Bring it on. That's what I say. I had a go at it at EGX, I think, for about five minutes or so. It's rock hard, but good fun. Good. It's, yeah, you're going to love it. Soulsy, and have a great time with it. Fantastic. Can't wait. Um, remake times. Um, Fallout <laughs> never, 4. Never go back. Never is, go for everyone this week. <laughs> is Xbox Series X update. Just don't do it. Just, just, just concentrate on Starfield and the other one. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> No one needs it. No, actually, no, I have to disagree with that because Fallout 4 was a cracking game. It was. I reviewed it. I loved it. I had a great time. Just don't do it. You don't need a Series X. Well, it depends what they do with it. If they can make it better, what they're doing is they put all the DLC packages in one place and it would be in some nicer skies. The season pass has been on sale about 300 times since the game launched. Yeah. So I've already got all the DLC anyway. Why not? But... It's not aimed at you. It's not aimed at you. It's a good game. I reviewed that for. I was one of. I think it was one of our first reviews for Xbox Hub. I think when when the Xbox Hub was just me, Neil, and James doing the reviews. I think was, they didn't want it. And I did that one. It was one of the early ones. The glory days. The eh? glory days. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a coincidental, but my first review for the site was Fallout Shelter. Do you remember the free to play yeah, thing that yeah. they did? Yeah, so there you go. Um, that's coming. <laughs> Enough of that. Um, <laughs> CD Projekt Red uh, just announced today that they're going to do a remake of the Witcher, the first Witcher game mm-hmm. in Unreal Engine 5. So it looks like a complete, you know, from built up from... I don't mind these. And also, I don't mind this, as this is the Witcher and Witcher 2 were games that console people never really played. Witcher 2 was very complex on the control system. I, I yeah. think this is fair to say, isn't it? I think most people came in the Witcher games on the Witcher 3 mm. because it, they mm. made the control system a lot more... Well, 2 was on the 360, wasn't it? It was, but I think people still were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I don't what yeah, I have to it, do. It, it didn't really work <laughs> yeah. particularly well, but yes. And the 3 got it. So it'd be really interesting. I'm, I'm interested in that one. I don't... I, I remember playing, I don't think I played it all the way through, I don't think on someone's PC, but it, yeah, I'm interested in that one. That This excites me, because I think this is their fifth game, they're going to do something new, if they do something different with it, I'm, I've got interest in that. What about you, Lon? Yeah, I'd be interested to see where the series came from, to be honest. Mm. I mean, I've, pl- I've played two and I've played three, never really got on with any of them, but, right. you know, it'd be nice to see, because I'm a massive fan of the books. I oh, love the, right. the, the yeah. books of the Witcher. Is, uh, they are fantastic. Um, but, yeah, it'd just be nice to see what they do with the first game in a, in a modern engine. It should be interesting. Yeah. Okay, good. Good, gentlemen. Well, let's um, let's talk about next week. What, what are you looking forward to? Paul, what are you looking forward to next week? What fun. Um, 
I'm looking forward to uh, next time that James um, organises a session in that game that we were all going to help him play. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward oh. to you actually turning up, Gareth. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> because I, I've, been, I've been told that I have to tell you off for, for bailing on us. I knew, You knew I was going to come to that. We have to suffer this game. I mean, enjoy this game. Yeah. And we just wanted you to be a part of it. Yeah. And you ditched us like a pair of weak old socks. They were they're playing a Dragon Ball game that they're playing for review. It's not great. It's and, not, I like Dragon Ball. And, uh, <laughs> not and uh, I've not joined in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even though you said you would. Let's oh, put I, that I, out there. Let's say I actually never officially said I would. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I just played the program. <laughs> I said I think they've got enough people, enough people who do the job. Sounds like a U-turn to me. <laughs> it does sound like a U-turn. <laughs> it does. Yeah. You should go into politics. Yeah, it does. Um, apart from that, Paul, what else are you looking forward to? Is apart that from that, um, nothing really. All I've got in front of me is an unending vista of broken computers and people coming up to me and going, "How do I plug this USB cable in?" So, yeah. yeah, that's 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 my life, and um, after the podcast ends, I will sit in a corner and cry quietly. Great, good, Darren. What about you? Uh, so we're having a few people over for a Halloween party on Saturday. So um, I have just sorted my costume and sourced a Super Mario costume. So that's what we're going as on Saturday. Surely, with oh, your nice. physique, you should be Luigi. Well, I thought about that, but I prefer Mario, so I've got. I was going to, I was going to go as Waluigi, but it's like twice the price, so I'm not. All right, not okay. for that. I look yeah. forward to it. Pictures, yeah. please, Darren. We want to see that. Absolutely. I, will, yeah. I yeah. didn't say Wario, Paul. So you could have gone <laughs> cheeky there. So thank you for that. Uh, You're welcome, mate. Uh, uh, Richard, what about you? Uh, I've got a Halloween party as well. Um, I'm not putting as much effort in as Darren by the sounds of it. I've <laughs> literally just bought a red hoodie and. I've sourced a uh, uh, an ET that's about four foot tall. I'm going as Elliot. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. That's good. Very good. Very good. Um, I'm not doing any of that. I am looking forward. I think I'm going to get Modern Warfare. You know, I'm going to get it. On, oh, don't on do Friday. it. Why? No, Gareth. Oh, apparently it's uh, it looks good, but it's not. Uh, there's not a lot behind behind the looks. Oh, really? but... That's no way to talk I... about our host. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing behind the eye. I like the campaign. I always enjoys the campaign. So. To be fair, I'm, I'm biased against Call of Duty. I've never been a fan. So you, you do you. Let me know how yeah. it is. I like the way I went. I always enjoys the campaign. Like I'm talking like Gollum. <laughs> we are like precious. We always enjoy the campaigns we do. Uh, uh, um, good. Yeah, I'm just so versatile, Gareth. I know. Amazing. I know. Amazing. Isn't it? Um, let's um, let's get your um, things. Let's get your things. Get your let's things get together. Your things. Get your things together and get out. Um, <laughs> Paul, where can we find you if we want to speak to you? If you want to speak to me, I'm on the Twitter and at Xbox Hub Paul is my handle. And Darren, what are you? I am so frequent on Twitter and my handle is at 27Darren. And what about you, Richard? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at my handle is at double nineteen twelve. And you can find me at GB Brian on Twitter and Twitch. But for now, thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Xboxhub.com. 
You'll be able to find all the notes for this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.